What's going on, ladies and gents? Dalibor here for T3G along with Hades. Yo. And this is Dan, our third guy for uh, for this particular podcast. Yes, we're doing yet another podcast. Hashtag Tangents. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud. Yeah, and today, SoundCloud. Today we're talking about... Well, we're going to talk we're, about gaming. In particular... Well, we're going we're gonna to start talking about gaming. We're going to start talking about gaming gonna, and we'll gonna, see what happens because that's kind of the nature of our conversations. And that's why it's gonna called Tangents. We're going to end up everywhere. That's why it's called Tangents. That is uh, why it's called Tangents. What I want to talk about is... This just happened with, we were talking about this in Titanfall. It happened, right. I think the start of it, as far as I can know, as far as I can think back is when Mass Effect 3 came out and everyone lost their minds with the ending. And everyone was like, oh, it's just a crap ending. No one likes it. And EA caved, uh, or was who, whoever, who makes it. I believe it is. That was EA. EA. Oh yeah, EA is the, okay. the publisher, but like sure. whatever right. the studio. Anyway, they caved, and they they made another ending. They made like oh uh, let's Bioware, I believe. Bioware, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's yeah. the ones. They caved and they're like let's make another ending. And some people still weren't happy with that, but whatever. So they 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 were like all right, well all our fans are pissed. Let's appease them by giving them this other content that we didn't really intend to make in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I, see, I feel like that was kind of the start of this this spiral where now you've got companies kind of being in either one of two camps. They either don't care. It's like, oh, you can complain as much as you want. We're not going to do anything about it. You know, like we've, we've got our plans. We're going to do what we want. Screw you guys. Or you've got companies like now, you know, we're talking about Titanfall. I feel like a lot of the stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to fix that. Uh, the screen just turned off on me so we couldn't see you yo, or us. Yo, um, yo. But, uh, but like, I feel like Titanfall, I feel like they, they, they let too many things get changed based on people's complaints. What I feel like they, it wasn't necessary. Mm. And so, you, you know, and anything and everything in between, cause you had, uh, Pokemon Go was another huge one where it was like, oh, hey, the, the tracking is broken. Oh, okay. We're just going to take it out. Not like, right. hey, we're working on it or like nothing, not a word from them. It's just next update. It was gone. And everyone's even more outraged, and now they're they gotta like pick up the pieces and try to be like, oh no no, we still love you guys, you know, we're still doing it for you. But it's like bear with us while we launch, and I was kind of like, that's a crazy, crazy move. Oh yeah, for sure. But like, what, what do you guys think on that? I mean, do you think companies should should do what their fans want them to do, or should they like, all right, this is our plan, we're gonna stick to our guns? We're just going to execute our plan the way we want. I mean, I'll let, I can let Dan go on this first if he wants to. Uh, this is difficult. Um, on one hand, you have to consider that every story has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And when your video games are your storytelling medium, characters that you love, characters that you want to live are going to die. Right, because that's that's my thing. I never played um, Mass Effect, mm. so to me, like it didn't matter. Like it ended the way it ended. Once I get to play it, I'll see how it ended. And then when I heard that they created a whole new thing, I was like, well, "Why?" Well, that was people always want to keep that idea of a sequel alive. You know, oh, Major Shepard's dead, but he's not really dead. 
and you know spoilers for those of you who Colonel Shepard somehow haven't <laughs> you know whatever his rank may be captain um, as far as companies pandering or you know just being like hey screw you to you know the the customer basically um, you have to strike a balance with that as well whereas you know it's kind of like in every video game, every shooter I've ever played, it feels like the guns are underpowered or the bullets don't get there as fast as they should. And that is definitely a thing for me. Right. But at the same time, the game is the game. And just because, you know, Dan from wherever, you know, wants the bullet, you know, to get there as fast as it really should. Right. Doesn't really matter. I mean, and you've got some, and you've even got some authority on the subject. You you shoot guns like for sport, yes. And it's it's something of a, a subject matter that you are an authority on, and so for you to say, all right, well, it's not getting there as fast as it should, or it's not as powerful as it should be, you know, that's something that like that's kind of a thing where if they're going for like hyper realism, like with the mm-hmm. modern warfare series, that was one of those things where when you had weapons that weren't at the level where they should have been or were way higher than they should have been, mm. then you're kind of like, well, this is, you know, it's modern warfare. Like, if it's... And when they went into advanced warfare and Black Ops 3 and all that stuff where it's just, like, futuristic-ish, I didn't care because then it's like, well, those are future weapons. I don't know what they do. So mm. they do whatever they made them do. Whereas with the modern warfare games, I feel like you had those moments where it's like, I fired an, an AR-15. So when, like, the... When the M4 and the... When the M4 and the... M16 do the same amount of damage. I'm kind of like, I feel like there's a little, little difference that should be happening there. Well, in terms of stopping power and all that, there's much of a difference between like a 16 inch barrel and a 20 inch barrel. It's the same bullet. What, um, where it comes in is velocity. Right. So out of a 20 inch barrel, the five five six round was made to be fired out of a 20 inch barrel. And so it gets there just a skosh faster than if it's fired out of a 16-inch barrel. So the idea that the two guns would do the exact same damage is accurate. It's just that one of them has a little bit more of an advantage in range, possibly. Gotcha. Or accuracy. But one one gun is better for uh, one job and one is better for another. Sure. So you don't want to be inside a, a building in, like, really tight quarters with a rifle that's, you know, 36 inches long. Right. You're just, that you just need that space. Yeah, and so there's that, but, well, that's I my just, opinion I, on right, it. Right, <laughs> I, just, I just mean that, like, it's one of those things, like, if, if you went to them and said, hey, guys, you know, as, as an educated person on this subject matter here's my opinion on what should be added or changed or modified or whatever. That's something I feel like if if people like that came to them, I feel like that would be fine. Because it's like, well, if you're talking about science and like if somebody's saying, oh, we're going to be ultra-realistic for, you know, this time period. Let's say if it's a period-set you know, period game like uh, like Battlefield 1 that just came out. Battlefield 1 is like World War One, mm-hmm. And if somebody comes in and they're like, well, this would not... Like if you're really trying to represent this time period and somebody was like this is not this was not around like this weapon didn't exist or this vehicle didn't exist 
Like, if you're trying to represent this accurately, this is something that doesn't make sense. Well, and that's the thing is, is that um, video games can be a medium for telling some history, but at the same time, they have to be fun. Right. And so it's no fun if, you know, a guy runs around the corner and I just blow his head off and that's it. Because everybody, in the interest of fair play, everybody has to have a chance. Right. I mean, that makes sense. And so... But there's a limit. Like, when I empty whole magazines into people and they're, like, just, you know, whatever, let's say I'm behind them and... You, you mean know, Halo? I, you mean the entirety of the Halo series? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and I unload on them with everything I've got and then they turn around and punch me in the face and I die. <laughs> That's a bit of a problem for we're me. We've seen some of that in, uh, in Black Ops 3, right, Hans? <laughs> I mean, you know, it happens. Like, oh, three, three uh, shotgun blasts to the, to the chest and face? Still not dead? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> oh, you got up to me and you knifed me? Man, you're, you're amazing. Yeah, those throwing knives are, like, the nuclear weapon. Like, why <laughs> right? don't we all just have throwing knives? Just a knife fight across the whole map. Nuclear you don't ever weapon. leave. Just throw knives over to hit each I'm other. Saying. Like... Speaking, I don't know, I'm, I'm not an authority on the subject, but if a knife lands in your foot... <laughs> it's not going to kill you. <laughs> it's probably not going to kill you Not right immediately. away, yeah. You uh, might even be able to hobble on it. Yeah, you might be able to, like... You might, you might still be able to shoot a weapon, maybe. You might be able to make it a Unless you die of block. embarrassment because you were the only guy on a battlefield that got hit by a throwing knife. <laughs> like, yeah, you got, like, missiles... And explosions, and you got hit by a knife. <laughs> In the foot. Right. So, either way, uh, Harris, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think, here's the thing, I think, yeah, I agree with uh, Dan, I I think there's like, um, there's got to be a balance, right? Some companies, they, they take it to an extreme, they're like, oh shit, people are complaining, let's change it. And it's completely the opposite, but they thought, you know they kind of went too far right and then uh there are some companies that just don't even care they don't they just hear you and they're like meh whatever this is how it's gonna be i think you gotta you gotta play a balance act right you you gotta i think one of the biggest companies uh and the reason i'm saying this one is because i'm playing them but not because i'm a big fan but i think one of the biggest companies that really kind of takes into account what everybody wants and tries to please everybody and not always necessarily succeed in pleasing everybody, but at the same time, they definitely implemented a lot of things that people wanted, is Blizzard. Blizzard does, they do constantly betas, they do constantly PTRs, and they take your feedback and they work with you and they, they make sure that they're listening to everybody who's playing the games and trying to deliver as close to possible what people want, you know? So I think it has to be it has to be a balancing act. Like, for instance, for Mass Effect, that was such a huge, huge uh, negative impact from the fan base that if they just ignored it and just went with it, I think that would have been bad a business decision because it wasn't just like a, a few people hated it. It was so bad that people just all around were just talking about it, how bad... The ending is and how everybody's disappointed everybody of the franchise uh that were fans of it from the beginning so i think it just it depends on the situation 
I don't think I think you still the way Mass Effect did it I think wasn't actually too wrong right they you still have the ending they wanted but then they gave you also that other ending that you wanted so if you weren't happy with the ending that you got well here's another ending for a little bit more gameplay so right you know it's I think I think you just have to I think the best route for stuff like this is you have to sit down and and take you know, in, in Blizzard's terms, it's beta and public test ROMs, right? And then they take all that feedback and try to do everything they can. Obviously, you're not you're not going to get always what you want, but, you know, it's all about listening and getting as close as possible to that. So I think what the ultimate thing is, is sit down and create feedback forms or create uh, some kind of, some kind of system where you can get feedback from your customers and see what's hitting and what's not and kind of work towards obviously what's hitting because if you work towards that you're, you're going to have more success and, and and it kind of goes into like a lot of other things this is where the tangent aspect goes into it because you know we've seen this not just for video games but we've seen this for movies we've seen this from shows and we've seen this from comic books uh, people just taking it to an extreme. People just getting getting pissed off, and and I like a little bit kind of what's what's happening with the comic books because they're not necessarily giving in, but although you never know, right? Because they'll never tell you if they changed it due to the backlash continuing right. the story. You know, they'll never say, "Oh, we changed. This is how we always wanted to go." You know, you don't know that, but at the same time, you know, they kind of tell you it's like, "Listen, this is just the first issue." we know where we're going with this you just need to let the story play out and that's true for some things you know for for stuff like comics or tv shows you you can't be so extreme to like we, we've seen i mean it's getting so bad that people are are sending death threats to creators yeah yeah and that's yeah. that's that's messed up like we we get it everybody's passionate for what we you know, take in as entertainment because stories, you know, they, they take us out of the norm. They, they, they take us into a world that we're not accustomed to and it so essentially gets us away from the re reality that we're in. And that's great, but like you can't, you can't take that and, and have, you know, I understand having the passion for it and the love for it, but you can't take all that and then be like, oh, this didn't go my way. Time to, you know, start throwing out some threats out there. Like that's that's an awful way of trying to send out constructive criticism. You know I, what I'm saying? I it's completely like, agree, man. That that to, when I when I started hearing that people were getting death threats, uh, people like oh, people, it's absurd. People, like people get doxxed, like all their personal information goes out there. Yeah, it's like insane. oh, you don't like something, so you should just then harm it. And right. it's like I, I say I say this a lot. Like the internet gave. Everybody an opportunity to voice their opinion. Yeah. But just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. okay, cool, and you're I mean, mad, even, and that's fine if, if you're mad, but, like, to then take that and, and go to the next level and, like, threaten somebody's life or put their personal information. I mean, just like what happened with uh, Leslie Jones last week where they literally took over her entire site, put up her driver's license, like... Super, super personal information, and then, like nudes and all that wow. stuff, and it's like, really, you guys didn't like that movie that much, or, or, or maybe if, you know, some people are saying that it might have been people who were mad that she 
was part of the reason that what that one dude got kicked off Twitter, which there's a thousand social media platforms, so like who cares if he's not on Twitter? I was gonna say, I mean, that, that, none of that uh, just, matters. I mean, it's just a, it's an, it, here's the thing. I wouldn't necessarily say, you know, it gave everybody a, you know, voice and maybe your opinion shouldn't be out there. It's not that. I would say, you know, try to think about what you're trying to say because just going lashing out with, with pure, like, hatred is not a, a way of getting a good word across. Because all, all that anybody's going to see on that is that you're either extremely hateful or you might have a problem and you need to get it looked at. Right. Well, yeah. So, it also yeah. does great harm to the community. Well, it does huge harm to the community because creators then don't want to create because they're worried how it's going to be taken. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I mean, uh, you know, Actually. people people walk away. People people walk away from that. And that's, I mean, that's huge. I mean, you're, you're ruining... You ruin the people that enjoy this and do it for the love, not for the money. And then, when you do that, you're 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 limiting on who we're gonna have left to do this. I mean, if if you if you feel like you can do better, listen. The internet didn't only just give you a voice. The internet gave you a creative platform. So if you think you can do better, stop threatening people. Go do it yourself. Right. right? Yeah. So th this is this, like it's actually funny. I I was cleaning up the the office and I I have this sitting here. I actually was, I've been looking to try to sell it because uh, they've got trades and stuff. Uh, but this this series has been one of the longest running series. It's called a distant soil. I know you can't see us. Um, right. It's called a distant soil. And it's by Co Colleen Duran, and it's been it's an indep completely independent. I think she's been with Image a few times, and it's like, you know, she's gone on and off different platforms or publishers, but she's been publishing for, oh man, I want to say something in the realm of like 20 years. Okay. So um, a long time. Yeah. And it's just been an ongoing story, but her fan base has grown to such a degree that she's had instances where like people have stalked her and people, and like, I understand the need for that connection. And I oh, think absolutely. social media has done a huge job. Like I can I'm friends on Facebook with Mark Brooks, who's one of my favorite artists. He's done a ton of Marvel stuff. He does a lot of digital stuff, games, card games, uh, just a bunch of different stuff. But he's one of my favorites, and like I can chat with him on Facebook at any time. And I don't know, maybe I'm well adjusted enough to be like that's enough for me. And like when I if I see him at a comic con here and there, that's enough for me. But I just, yeah, you know, th that's why you were talking about extremes, you know. You get these people who are just like, I need to be with this person. I need to be in their presence. And it's like, at some point, dude, like, you got to let these people have their space. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that that it's, it's really anybody who's in the public eye and has some kind of thing that people are attached to. So that goes from anybody from that's created books to doing movies and now even YouTube. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah you, f you feel connected to that person. Absolutely. And you enjoy what they bring to the table and the entertainment that they provide you with, no, no matter what platform that's on. But you also got to realize they're human beings as well. And so they, as much as they appreciate you and, you know, obviously are thankful that you enjoy their work and are supporting them. They also do want a little bit of their own time, and you can't just stock people and stuff like that. If there's a meet and greet, or if there's a show or something like that, or, you know, for instance, I watch uh, obviously a lot of uh, car video stuff, 
or even I mean even fill the frequent stuff like that they always host like a meet and greet or you know like a show or something where you can see them you can meet them you can say yeah. what's up but like you got to realize it's saying what's up it's not like hey uh, so we're best friends now let's go hang out like it it, well, it yeah. doesn't work that uh, way <laughs> DeFranco was talking about this sometime last week I think he was talking about something where he was at a grocery store or something and somebody came up to him and was like, oh, is that Trey? Can I hold him? And I'm like, bro, that's... No, that's, I don't know you. Yeah, That's, that's messed that's, up. Like, that's, that's his far. kid. Yeah, uh, that's, it can gets I hold? kind of to, like, that Stephen King novel and movie, Misery. Yeah. Where, like, people feel like they should have a say in a person's very storytelling. Like, with the... Mass Effect thing where Shepard dies at the end, like that was their story to tell, and sure. maybe, maybe it didn't make everybody happy that that he died, or right. possibly died. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. They I don't changed know the ending, cha- right. right? And uh, you know that that was straight out of that movie Misery, which is, you know, if you haven't seen it. Definitely watch it. <laughs> right, it's, it's uh, been uh, thirty five yeah. years. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll definitely. I don't know if I watch that. I can't, it it's, doesn't uh, ring a bell. But... Where, where where she uh, kidnaps the, the the author, or she finds him in a car crash, basically. Yeah, and then um, he's remember... a writer, and she's yeah, yeah, a huge yeah. fan of his work, and uh, you know she reads the script that he has in his bag and finds out that he's going to kill off her favorite character. Right. And then she makes him basically rewrite the story to make her happy, and like she breaks his leg so he can't run away. Yeah, like he heals from the car accident, and then he wakes up one morning and she's like busted his knees in and stuff. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. No, it's but kind that's of I mean, like getting into street... that zone where it's like, oh well, if you don't tell the story the way I want it told, I'm just gonna kill you. Well, here's the thing. That's that's kind of the problem, right? Because people, there are people that go to that extreme, and I, I don't think that's necessarily, uh, you know, that's obviously not the norm. There's a lot of people sure, that feel right. connected. Uh, it's just there's a few of them that, you know, make it hard for anybody to be like, ah, you know, yeah, we're cool, but it can't be because there are the people that are, you know, just nice. They want to say, hey, what's going on? How's it going? And, you know, depending who you are, hey, can I take a picture with you, right? Where some people are like that. Not a lot, but enough to right. make people enough to make people worry that they're out there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a – and that's why it's not like these famous people are like, oh, we, you know, we don't want you to come by or say hi – it's not anything like that, but at the same time, you got to realize where they're coming from, where they have experienced threats and 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 people literally being crazy for them, right? Like, oh, I, I can't, I want to come visit you at home and shit like that, you know. So you you can't you can't expect them to always be cool, especially like Philip DeFranco when you said that, like he's cool with everybody. He shows his kid on his vlogs, but that doesn't necessarily mean he will, you know, he can trust anybody to come up to him and be right, like, oh, like is that person can, I, to... can I hold him? Like, that's, that's hard to say yes to, you know? Right. So. But at, at the same time, it's hard to say no to because then you don't know how this person is going to react, A. Absolutely, and you don't know if yeah. you're going to, and, and you're in a, a business position where, all right, well, 
I have these fans, they expect a certain level of access since I share, you know, most of my life online, they expect a certain level of access. So it's like, where do I draw the line? And and at which point, you know, am am I I drawing too hard of a line where it's like, am I going to lose people that watch me? Right. Uh, it, it, it's a it's a tough balancing act. Erica was just uh, saying that somebody one of her friends posted something on Facebook where they're like, "Oh, I saw I I, I caught Catherine Heigl like out just noticed her somewhere," and she's like, "I was gonna say something to you know I was gonna say hi to her, but then I realized that I hate it when random people walk up to me at the at the grocery store. So I figured she probably does too, and I let her go on about her life as I did with mine. And I was oh, like." Of like, you know, that's one of those things, like, that's a cool story to tell. Like, hey, dude, like, I saw, you know, like, if I saw Will Smith on the street, I'd be like, dude, I was in Chicago, I saw Will Smith on the street. That's fucking crazy. And, like, that's the story I have. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you have to realize, like, who knows what they're doing right there, right? I right. mean, yeah, it's, it's cool that you want to say, hey, how's it going? You know, you want to say uh, that you respect their work, that you appreciate what they do. But at the same time, like, they could be extremely busy. They could need to go, you know, they're probably like in a hurry to go do something. So, you you know, it's tough. It's a tough call when it comes down to stuff like that. If anything, it should just be kind of like a smile and a wave kind of thing. Like, yeah, don't run after him. Just be like, hey, you know, out at the grocery store with his kid. And it's exactly. like, oh, can I hold your kid? And it's like. I don't have kids, but I would be a little bit uncomfortable if total stranger right. who had only seen me on social media before came up to me and asked me if they could hold my kid. But it's yeah, some people they get that disconnect where they're watching the videos, and the things that he is saying they agree with so much that they get this idea that they are connected. Right. Because and and that's the thing, it's a one way window. Philip DeFranco doesn't see all of his supporters yeah, everybody or everybody that him. watches his video. Right, exactly. And so they might be getting the impression of this relationship, but he has no idea. He's right. just making his exactly. video because that's what he does. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing is you that's another thing that you as a as a fan have to realize. You might feel connected because they're sharing everything with you, but they don't know you, right? They they have no idea who you are, because how how do they communicate? How do you communicate with them? You can't, right? I mean, you go to a meet and greet and stuff like that that's available, but you only you don't get wanna, like three yeah. to five minutes sometimes, exactly, right. to right. exchange information with them, and it's other than that, it's comments on social media and stuff like that, right. Yeah, it's it, it's it's weird to me to to think about like how people they just they, they jump into that mode where to kind of go back with the you know letting creators create their stuff. Uh, the guy who wrote the new Captain America story, I forget his name, but you know he wrote Captain America and first issue came out, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, Captain America's Hydra agent!" Like, I can't believe it. How could you do this? And it's like, and they thought that when the the, the reveal was. Oh, it was like somebody basically forcibly changed his history, and they're like, "Oh, that was us!" Like we, you know, the, the fan outcry made them change the story. Like, no, that's not how stories work. They didn't write it twenty minutes after they published the last There's one. They, they wrote it six months ago. Gonna be some kind <laughs> of a twist when something like that comes out. It's built to shock, right? Of course, to be like, "Holy shit!" You know, Captain America, the most American man in history, is a Hydra agent working for the Nazis. Right, and that's the thing is. 
But like it, it, it goes back. It, there's an, there's an article that was published a while ago. A friend of mine posted it, and it's like, let art be art. Art is art is uh, art is uh, to be appreciated, not yeah. to be like directed. Like you are not the the art director on you know whatever the next Lord of the Rings movie. You're not going to tell them what to do with that. Mm-hmm. You're going to see what they do with that property. Like with Ghostbusters, I feel like Ghostbusters is one of those perfect examples for me of fans voting with their wallets. Like people, you know, the studio wanted to make a new Ghostbusters movie. They created their vision of it. They put it out there. The fans went out. They, you know, they saw it. They didn't like it. No one else went to see it. It lost a bunch of money. Yeah. That's how it works. I did see the movie and I did not enjoy it, but it wasn't for... Any number of the plethora of, of reasons stupid reasons that, that people are like, know, oh, it's because women. No, that's dumb. No, it wasn't that at all. <laughs> it, it felt like it was a parody of a Ghostbusters movie, which is what bothered me. It, yeah, I mean, I think they, they, they relied a little too much on the, the running joke of what's-his-face-his character, Thor. I forget I forget his name. Chris Hemsworth. Hel- yeah, Hemsworth, Hemsworth being stupid. Like, I felt like they, they like went back to that a little too much for me. But like, I mean, there's just like story points. It was story points. It was the way the film was made. Not nothing about the characters. Nothing about the the actors. As far as like how they portrayed them, it was more of like how the story was put together. It was a little too corny for me. Even like going back and watching the old ones, like they're they're corny, but they're like '80s corny. And back then, it was it was a, a humorous horror movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas this was, like you said, kind of like a parody. Like let's do this thing. Where we really just kind of poke fun and what ha- what happened before, and even when they had the the cameos when um uh what, the taxi driver I can't forget her Dan Aykroyd Dan Aykroyd shows up like his little line I thought was hilarious but only hilarious like if they had said that they that that this was a sequel if they had said that this was a sequel and now you just like find them doing random jobs like that you know the, the Dan Aykroyd's character is a taxi driver now and he's like. Class two apparitions, whatever. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. And I was like, that's a great line, mm-hmm. but like only in context of that he, well, yeah, he was that, a Ghostbuster. That wasn't before. Ray Stans. That was right. Taxi Driver A. Right. And that's the thing is like, if it had been Ray Stans, that would have been perfect for me personally. Like, if they had said, like, this is a thing that happened in the 80s, time moved on, they quit, they moved on with their lives, and now, you know, these people are taking it up again. Mm-hmm. I would like. I feel like the movie would have even made more sense. Well, <laughs> like, like I was even considering that. Like Ghostbusters has always dealt with extra dimensional stuff, even in the first movie. Sure, they were battling extra dimensional beings, and so I was like, oh well, you know, you just put it out there that in this dimension, yeah, the Ghostbusters are all women. Yeah, and. You know, for whatever reason, well, I mean, I feel like they're marketing. I, it's was... not like they're gonna watch this and be like, "Hey, that guy's got such a great idea. We're gonna run with that." <laughs> Let's run with Dan's idea. Who's Dan? Don't worry about it. Just run with the idea. Just run with that idea. <laughs> no, I think. I think to me, well, th- this is a perfect example about you know listening to fans and stuff like that. I have no problem with it being an all female cast. I think the biggest problem that I had with it one was. They didn't know what they wanted to do, right? At first, they kept saying it's going to be part of the same universe as the originals, and then they were saying it's not, and then ultimately ended up not being it. And I think that was one of the bigger mistakes. I think not making it part of the original universe and making trying to make it a remake is what ultimately, I think, ruined a lot of it because people were mad that they were trying to ignore 
the original and you got to listen to that if people are not liking that idea there's got to be a reason that you probably maybe shouldn't go that route yeah. you can still you can still make the same movie except just acknowledge the fact that the original ghostbusters were there you know and and it's and not it like it's hard easy acknowledge it would have been easy yeah. acknowledge dan uh not dan Anker, um the guy who was the tv personality uh, peter bankman yeah Van- bankman could have been that guy like that guy could have been bankman but it mm-hmm. wasn't him and i'm like why like it even makes sense for him to have gone on to this career of like now he writes stories about it and he's like the authority on it like mm-hmm. the other two guys retired and they're doing whatever but he's mm-hmm. the authority right so that's why like it would have made sense but they right. had him be this authority on the subject even though he wasn't playing that character and i was like there were easy easy ways to make this a connected movie but mm-hmm. you just chose not to do it and it it's annoying in that sometimes you know sometimes a, a sequel is a cash grab you look at sequels to things like butterfly effect eight millimeter uh was it carlito's way has a good, like stupid stuff that should never have had a sequel has sequels and it's it's clearly a cash grab it's just like uh x amount of people are gonna buy this and we're expecting this much return on this like million dollar investment like we're gonna hire nobodies to act these parts basically recycle the same plot here we go, and we're going to get a bunch of money out of it. Well, yeah, and that's the biggest problem. That's kind of – it all depends on – that's why, like, when, we, when we're talking about this subject, it's, it, it, it ultimately is always going to be what's, you know, what's the driving factor behind it. Because if the driving factor about it is, oh, you know, remakes have been doing pretty decent. Let's, let's try this out. Plus, everybody likes Ghostbusters. Who doesn't? Yeah. It's, it's supernatural, right? But – that's you you can't think that way and i think a lot of the problems especially when it comes down to like movie stuff it's it's not it's not anybody that's involved necessarily with the project but instead it's the studios right they try to because they own the property because ultimately they have word what goes and what doesn't sure they like to sometimes get involved when they shouldn't fantastic for uh, I mean, Fantastic Four, <laughs> according me. to Fantastic Four, that's a lot more than just the one entity on that one. But, like, a good example is, uh, you know, uh, just uh, not Justice League. Wow, I was I, I wish I already watched Justice League. <laughs> right? No, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. People are saying yeah. that Suicide Squad was not what it was supposed to be. There was a lot more Joker that was supposed to be in there that... A lot of people believe that would have made this Joker a good Joker if they showed those scenes. Even it's even not a Jared movie about him though, like he. Is... That's not. the thing. I felt like it wasn't a movie about him. I felt like he was in there the the perfect amount of time, as far as like his part in the movie and the story. Right. I just feel like the way they portrayed him was a disappointment to me. But that's yeah. because I had an expectation. Like I have an image of the Joker in my head. Yeah, and exactly. I feel like, we, we expect I feel like going Joker. into like the animated series because i watched that after i watched the original movie going into the animated series thinking about the joker i feel like he fit in with the jack nicholson joker he was just a little more animated so then when we went to heath ledger joker it was one of those things where i'm like wow he's like way more sadistic but like i still see it like yeah you know he's kind of like it's like a creepy laughter and like he's just in there and messing like why so serious and all that stuff like it was so well done but it still, to me, fit into that whole whole spiel. Um, I thought when you know when I saw in the comics that he had like peeled his face off, and I was like, "That's messed up." But like, yeah, even that to me was like on the far end of the spectrum, like on the kind of 
sadistic kind of feel, but like that still to me felt like Joker. Whereas this just felt like some sort of gangster that maybe had a fetish for makeup. Like, yeah. No, that's true though. That's the thing. It, it that's really what it felt like. I I agree. I think ultimately he was in there enough time. Um, I think if he was involved anymore, it would it wouldn't have been Suicide Squad. It would have been Joker and the Suicide yeah, jo- Squad. Joker and Harley, and then also the Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like that to me wouldn't make any sense. I think his amount being in there is fine. I think what the biggest problem with it is is that, like you said, it's a gangster that likes makeup that likes yeah, to be he's like into weird stuff there yeah was and 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 i definitely and I a lack of jokery things in there like the yeah. you know acid lapels and you know crap like that that's the thing is i was telling erica i'm like i feel like this is this joker would never pull a trigger and have and ha- a bang pop out right of yeah yeah that's i don't exactly think this guy would that. ever do that and I agree. I agree. I don't think he it's would. Just not in his think, personality. Well, that that's what's always been so wild about the Joker is, is that you never really know. Right. You could be convinced he's going to kill you. Right. And the punchline right. is, is that he's not. Right. And so, and like I, I feel like I feel like like when after watching this Joker, I feel like no doubt that he would kill Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like if it came down to it, he yeah. would. Kill yeah. Batman because he's Batman's in the way. That's Joker would never kill Batman because Joker wants to mess with Batman. <laughs> that's that Joker's existence is for him to. With the only person that he wants to mess with is is Batman, and yet I feel like this Joker, because the way he was portrayed, I feel like he would just he wouldn't care if if it had to come to it, he'll do it. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. I know, feel like, like that's, the first that's chance, the difference. first chance he got, he would kill him. Right, Whereas and that's, and, and I feel like that's the difference. That yeah, one bigger difference. I agree. I, I I don't. This is not the Joker that I. I get that this this gangster style Joker was in the comics. Obviously, not in the comics that I've read, but regardless, I mean, we've seen gangster style Joker, but at the same time, like he was still Joker, right? Like he, there was a gangster mm. part to him, but not like this. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. To me, I feel like th- this is one of those perfect examples where you, you just kind of got to depends who you are and what, who's involved in the creative aspect of, well, you know, if it's a movie or a game and, and that's kind of how you base off what's, you know, what's, do you listen to the fans? Do you not listen to the fans? What's, what's too far? What's not right? Because some people didn't mind Joker. This one, I mean, there's there's a lot of people that'll that'll easily argue for Joker, uh, for this Joker. Well, sure. Uh, I felt that he was in the movie exactly as much as he needed to be, which was to tell the origins of Harley Quinn. Yeah. I agree. And because the movie is not about the Joker, uh, and you know everybody wants to see the Joker played well, and and all of that, but. His role in this movie was the creator of Harley Quinn. Right. Right. And I think uh, with, with like, Jared Leto, you had those reports probably, like, first week after after the movie came out. They were talking about, oh, Jared Leto pissed off about Joker. And then you read the actual 
quote, and it's like, well, you know what, like, we filmed these other scenes, and I was expecting those to be in it, so, you know, I haven't seen it yet. Mm. You know, from what people are telling me, it doesn't sound like these scenes made it in. And it's one of those things like, alright, cool, yeah, but every film has deleted scenes. Every film has oh, stuff that didn't extended make it on the cutting floor. Yeah, extended cuts, alternate endings, whatever. And we know for a fact that the studio recut this after uh, David Ayer cut it. Mm. So, it, it's one of those things that... I think when the movie comes out for DVD and, uh, you know, Blu-ray... If they're smart, they'll let him... They'll let air do the same thing that they let Snyder do. Like well, here's Runner. the They'll here's, have an here's, air cut and a director's cut and a final cut and, you know... Well, and here's what I think. They can choose out. whichever one that they, you know, really want, you know, to be the story and, you know, that there you have it. Well, here's what I just found out. Apparently, uh, David wasn't part of it towards the end. He left. He left because of creative differences and they had some other guy finish it up. So... In directing or in directing, yeah, no yeah, he wasn't shit. he wasn't even part of it towards the end of the no movie. Okay, shit. That's news to me. Yeah. See, yeah. and like, I mean, okay, I, I will say this that I didn't see a hard cut of difference, right? I didn't see that hard. Where I've I've seen movies before where you know the the director changed midway, and you can see like one third of the movie through. Yeah, something hard, is hard direction change, you know, like, like yeah, oh, okay. no, it's apparently he, um, there was some kind of, obviously a, a great amount of disagreement because, from what I can tell, and obviously you can tell when watching the movie, he only had six weeks to make the movie. He had six weeks to write the movie, the script, the, uh, uh, the story for this movie, That's and then he had to direct it. And six then six weeks to write it. Yeah, he had six weeks Get to write out of it, here, dude. And then, uh, and then to, uh, and then to obviously create. It. All right, guys, that's uh, that's my cue. I have to uh, dip out on this oh, right. particular podcast. Gotta, gotta go, it has been. Gotta go talk to his girlfriend. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> All right, bro. Sounds good. But uh, it has been great uh, talking with you guys. Hi to the and bye to the T3G crowd and uh, absolutely. Hopefully next time I can stay a little bit longer. Definitely, All right, bro. All right, I'll see you guys All later. Right. See you later. later. So going back to it, yeah. So he. Uh, That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, he had six weeks. He had six weeks to write the story for the movie, uh, which obviously you can definitely. I mean, there was definitely a few things we had issues with uh and so you can tell that there was some um some things that we didn't agree with or that didn't even need to be there so when i found that out i was like well i mean that that makes sense and then i guess there were so many creative differences that ultimately he towards the end of the movie decided uh no so and uh, uh, he ended up uh, not finishing the project and somebody else took over, even though he gets the credit because obviously he did majority of the movie. But uh, yeah, so that's basically that's what it crazy. ended up being. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and that's kind of going, going back into, you know, what, how much 
you know how much should be you know what's what's too far what's going too far and you know how much should people listen to you know criticism or fans and i think it just really depends you know depends on the situation because every every situation's unique i think you always should definitely listen to feedback because i mean we always say especially you always say if you're not going to you know, if you're not going to, uh, if you don't want to see something or you're not happy with something, then vote with your wallet. Yeah. And so if, if you know, if you're not, if, or like, for big example is Fantastic Four. There was so much hate behind that movie before it came out. Yep. That, that movie, I mean, I can't even believe that they had, they were even thinking about making another one even after the bomb. Uh, so, um, hey, according to, to, what is it? Uh, I forget the main dude, the, the guy, the producer, uh, fantastic for 2015. Yeah, I guess we'll call it a film. <laughs> right. Um, uh, at the Razzies, it won worst director, worst prequel. What? Re- worst remake. Oh, oh, worst prequel, remake, ripoff, or sequel. So it's all one category. Worst and worst picture uh, tied with Fifty Shades of Grey and was also <laughs> nominated for worst screen combo and worst screen screenplay. Wow. Uh, Kimberg. Uh, Simon Kimberg. Uh, okay. he's, still, he's still, like, really dedicated to making a sequel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Last I, mean, last I heard... His possible sequel in November 2015, the sequel was removed from the schedule. Later that month, Toby Kebble uh, stated he had no interest in reprising his role as Doctor Doom if a sequel to happen. Obviously not, because Jesus Christ, that was a terrible Doom. Yeah, that was awful. I I mean, I don't blame him. The guy, that 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 kid. uh, I mean, not kid. He's 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 not old, but he's not a child. But. uh, I mean, listen, he's got some acting chops, and I don't blame him for not wanting to be part of something that clearly they weren't going to have any kind of creative control over because that was awful. Hey, listen, all, was, I, I mean, all I know is all I know is she was from Kosovo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I mean, like, there's it, just so many. So, yeah, it, it, ultimately, I think it just depends on the case. And I think even for almost any project, if there's been some kind of backing or some kind of previous version of that thing that you're creating, you should probably listen to the fans of it. They probably, I'm not saying listen to them 100% because even that is not going to release a great movie. But at the same time, you should probably listen a little bit because there's reasons why certain things fail when you don't listen. Because you didn't listen at all, you know? And that's 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 the biggest thing. So I think I think every project should have a little bit of. I think ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, like I mentioned, does feedback. You should just have some kind of feedback system, and, and incorporate some kind of feedback system where yeah. you hear out what people have to say, and then you go from there. Absolutely. I mean, and that it makes the most sense. It. Um, I, of all things, like with the with the Windows technical preview or whatever they call it, um, they they have a like an upvoting system in their feedback. So it's right. like 
is this issue or request or whatever something that you want or that you're having with how do, I, how do I sound on your end? You sound fine. Mm, you sound a little not fine, like you lost, like, quality. And I'm worried that my... How about now? I mean, no, no, no. It's, it's definitely a quality thing. It's not how close you are. Uh, I mean, like, I have Edge open. Edge. Yeah. Oh, the... Oh, the... Okay. <laughs> uh, you... You, you sound surprised. You see what happens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you're surprised by that because no one uses Microsoft Edge. No, nobody uses it. It's like saying you use Explorer. It's like you don't. I can't believe Internet Explorer is still part of the, the system. It's still in Windows 10. No, it is. I know. It's insane. It's absurd. So on, on the... Now to like completely switch topics since I... Oh, why would I open that? It was just giving me problems. Uh, <laughs> let me end that real quick. Uh, on the subject of uh, of games, I did... So you know that I've never played MOBAs before. Yes, or two days ago, whenever, whenever you were here. Yeah. Uh, and tried out Paragon, and I actually really, really liked it. Uh, well, I, th I think... I behind that is gonna be the way it plays most well not most i shouldn't say most but a good amount of mobas play click to move and stuff like that, and most people don't care for that that much so i think because that it uses wasd to move around and then you have your moves making it more like a mmo i think makes it more fun that's why i'm a huge fan of smite and i as much as I like Blizzard, I'm not the biggest fan of Heroes of the Storm. Uh, and also as well, you know, I've I've dabbled in League of Legends, but I'm not the biggest fan. So I think it just depends on how it plays as a, as a game. Yeah, I agree. Because uh, I think, I, think I, I want to say, I don't know if I played, um, what was the one that? League. League is a mobile, right? Yeah, League of Legends. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I, I tried League for like three minutes, and I was like, this is just mind-numbing. I, I played League for a while. I, I it, think to me, about... it was just not like interactive enough. It was just like point and watch, point and watch. You know? Right. I mean, you, you definitely had to do a little more than just watch but at to to get somewhere yes you would point and then pay attention that nobody ganks you while you're running there uh but i mean yeah you're you're right i mean uh, i i've just i've never been a fan of point of click that's why it's been hard for me to get into diablo i play it here and there but it's really hard for me to get serious about it because it's always it's always been a point to click and i used to like it back in the day back in the day uh in diablo two days yeah, I, I enjoyed it, but I don't know. Recently, after getting accustomed to uh, MMO games and stuff like that, I I just prefer not to click to move. So it's, uh, you know, obviously I'm not the uh, people that those games are appealing to, and that's fine. I'm just happy to see companies like uh, Epic and uh, is it Sierra? Uh, that make MOBAs that use the style that I... Oh, at least there's somebody out there that is looking to, you know, 
uh, what, go for smite, people like myself. Smite, yeah, Smite is supposed to be... Oh, bloody hell, I click, keep clicking the wrong stuff. Uh, Smite is... Is it Sierra or... Smite? I mean, it's whoever makes Tribes. Well, Tribes used to be Sierra. Right. Uh, Smite is made by... Hi-Rez. Hi-Rez. Hi-Rez, that's right. Hi-Rez Hi is the company that bought out... Either bought out Sierra or whatever. Uh, bought out the license for... Right. For Tribes. Um, but yeah, so, uh... Yeah, no, but it did look like Your a fun game. Really nice. I, I love, I love the, I love the graphics on it. I, I think graphically it's amazing. Her sight is really nice. Who Smite? <sighs> yeah. Or high res? Uh, Sm yeah, Smite I mean, sight is really, they, really nice, man. I'm, I'm. I mean, yeah, they use, uh, they use. Um, they use tournament. Uh, I mean, they have money. They. So I'm assuming they're gonna make it pretty decent because they have they host tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah, that's 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 where that's like one of my one of my you know uh, rabbit holes that I end up falling into, and I'm like, oh, this light this site is really cool. So then I'll like dig into the code and figure out what they're using, and I'm like, right. man, like. It, it just I just like to see how people do great stuff, and the same way I like to like if I get to a site that's so bad, and I'm just like. How? How do you make a site this bad? And then I got to do the same thing. I got to open up the code, like inspect stuff, and I'm like, what? Are, what are they building it with? You know, like, how do you how do you screw up a site this bad? Right. Especially when it's like with one of those, uh, like Wix, which like is like drag and drop stuff, and oh, yeah, it still looks like, like ass. So like, all, so basically, all the graphics you're using are ass, and like you're not paying attention to any of the layout. So it's like. Yeah, I understand that it's a do-it-yourself thing, but just let somebody else do it. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Like at absolutely. least at least have, have somebody take a look that's like not a friend. So I feel right. like these people's friends are looking at it they're like, yeah, but it's great. It's great, bro. It's great. You're gonna do great. <laughs> yeah. But uh, going back into criticism and you know how much should be taken, uh, how much you should listen to it. Like I think one of the another great examples that we can go to is I think that example I think Assassin's Creed is going to be a good movie. I don't think it's going to be. I mean, it, listen to me, it's going to be a great movie. Is it going to be a great movie to others? Probably not. But I think people are still going to enjoy it. But I think the reason for that is because Michael Fassbender one was not going to do the movie unless the director and and the and the studio understood what he wanted creatively out of that right right and because he's really he's really a big from what i understand a pretty big fan of the game and so and of the story that either it was going to be done right or he didn't want to do it at all and so uh and i think from what we're seeing in the trailer it looks like it's going to be a good movie. Um, now, it how looks good, great. It looks great, yeah. man. I mean, I'm I'm excited about it. I mean, I'm I'm truly excited about it. Do you think it, it looks better than Warcraft looked from its trailers? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I I thought Warcraft looked cool. I thought I was excited for Warcraft. I'm glad I saw yes. it in theaters. I think it was yeah. good. I think it was a good movie. I'm definitely buying the Blu-ray. Uh, I think. I think Assassin's Creed feels like a movie 
that is going to appeal appeal to a broader audience. For sure, absolutely, um, I agree with that. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna do better at the box office, but they better ramp up their marketing hardcore. Because the aren't they like, open up against a few not so good things? Because that was the movie we the said. Week, uh, the week they're opening is is fine, but like the week before and the week after, after they're is dead. Not. They're right. dead. Uh, so they they definitely because I think Rogue One opens like the week after. Yeah, and that's just and it's like you gotta make like you have you have like you have seven days to make money. Yeah, like if you don't make your budget in seven days. It, the game over. Game over. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, you're talking about Rogue One. You're talking about Star Wars fans. That's definitely the same fans that would see Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's the same type of group, you know? Yeah. So you, you, and, it, and, you, and Star Wars fans, hard, diehards, are going to see Rogue One two or three times before they'll go see Assassin's Creed. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, so you better so, get them to see it that week. You better yeah. talk about that sci-fi aspect of it. You yeah, better you talk better, about. You better, you better grab their attention yeah. somehow. I think uh, the first trailer was don't. great, though. I think the first trailer was on point. Oh, absolutely. I think I hundred percent agree. Uh, I think honestly, I think the only thing that was missing, on like a broad level, the, the was the only thing that was missing from Warcraft to me was like some just like a hair better graphics mm-hmm. uh, in some scenes. But otherwise, I think it was um, you had some young, young people. I mean, you had some young people, some people who hadn't done movies before, or have hadn't done big movies before. Uh, and I think the marketing wasn't that great. I think the marketing wasn't that great. I think they didn't they didn't play to the right audiences. I think they were trying for. for uh, I'm sorry, were we talking about World of Warcraft? Here? For yeah, for the Warcraft movie. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I they feel like the marketing wasn't the targeted right well enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they yeah. didn't. It, it was I one of those things. I think they were trying to get everyone, and because they they were trying to get everyone, they didn't get their core audience. Right. Uh, at least not all of it. I mean, I, I'm 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 sure they got some of them just by people knowing that there was a movie coming out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the same thing. Like I saw um, something from the trailer for the new King Arthur movie, just like a quick snippet. And it looked freaking amazing. It looked outstanding. The new King Arthur movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it looks good. I saw just like the briefest, like, they were like running through some stuff. And I was like, what is this? There is a trailer for it. Uh, King Arthur trailer. Um... No, it looks like a movie. I Why mean, does it say that I watched it? I definitely did not watch this. Me, me, me. Shh, shh. I don't want to. Oh, because I started playing it. You know what? I started playing it when we were talking and uh, as well as at work and the computer crashed that I was on. So I forgot to open it back up because I remember this opening because I, I remember muting it and pausing it because we were talking. Because I linked right. to it, I hadn't watched it yet. But I'm not. I'm not going to play it on the on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> not play it. Let's not play it on the podcast. Uh, but I'll leave this open so that I can remember. But to it, watch it, it does. It, in my opinion, it does look like a good. It movie. looks cool. Um, I like the people that are in it, so I'm pretty excited. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely excited. I can't. I can't wait. Charlie Hunnam. I mean, listen, my son's a manarchy man. I, I, he, he. You know, at first it took me a long time to get used to that show, but after watching him, I, I just want to see him in more stuff. <laughs> I want to. He, he did that. He did that role good. So. I feel like. I feel like I could play this as long as I react. I mean, I mean, like, we're re recording, so I could react to it. It's my reaction. I mean, you could, yeah. I just don't want to blast people's ears just in case. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And I want to so listen to it at full tilt, so. Exactly. I'll wait till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we'll wait for tomorrow and we'll talk about it on the next one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I once again, I everything ultimately, like for instance, I think the Rose in Warcraft didn't do great, but did good. And I think the biggest reason for that is because the director played World of Warcraft. He was a fan. He wasn't just he wasn't just a guy that wanted to direct the movie. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and I think that that comes worked. into play, man. That comes into play. You you can't ignore the the connection to the source material um, right you look at uh something like like kevin smith kevin smith i think in my opinion makes consistently good movies when he's making his movies yeah um i haven't yeah. seen tusk i've heard tusk is kind of weird it's weird, but I don't think it, I, here's the thing. It's weird, and if you can't accept weird, then you're not gonna like the movie. But I think it's still a good movie. Like I think uh, it's and I still, hear and I hear Jersey. I mean, even he admits that Jersey Girl is kind of a joke. Uh, I don't know if I've ever watched Jersey Girl. I haven't either, but I know he's he's made he's made, he's made mention of it. But he's like you know he, he directed an episode of, of uh, Flash. He's gonna direct an episode of Supergirl. Yeah, um, of and like. To me, it's one of those things like when you're connected to the source material, like the way you know, like the way he is. He's a nerd. He's a huge nerd. So like him directing, I've never ever been concerned if he if he was to say tomorrow that he's going to direct Batman, I'd be like, okay, uh, yeah. I'd be like, like he's Kevin it. Smith. I, I know he's a good director. I know he has a connection to the content to the material. Oh, for sure. They could say he he'll direct Spy anyway. Any movie in, in the cinematic universes, the comic book cinematic universes. And I'll be like, cool, because I know this guy will do the research. I know this guy will. I mean, like just seeing him talk about the script that was demanded of him for Superman Lives. You know, he's right. like, he wanted a fucking giant spider. Like, I don't know what the fuck this guy was on. And it's like, you see, like, he knows what he should be writing, but this guy's asking for a giant fucking spider, you know? like Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, listen, I, it, there's certain people that know what they want and how to do it, and usually they go. Here's the thing: so, uh, there's a lot of people out there that you know I'll watch online and I'll stop watching their movie because they'll say something along the lines like, "Oh, you know, the reason um, the reason they should start getting new directors because DC is finally realizing that uh, uh, that what's his name, um, Zack Snyder." Zack Snyder doesn't know how to make comic book movies. And I'm like, excuse me? You're talking about nope. a nerd. Nope. A nerd. That's not true. You're because Watchmen was probably one of the most faithful representations of comic book to film Absolutely. Ever. And there's nothing... I mean, listen, you might Except have your... Iron Man. Iron Man was pretty dumb. You, 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 might have, you might have your issues with Superman, but it's not a bad movie. And he's not looking to make that movie bad. He's just doing a story... 
in his Dude, own his way. version. That's the thing. That's the thing that really bothers me, man. When you have these people who are, who are, who who just will start to complain, like, like you know, my, my buddy Doc, he he talks about. He has Superman on this pedestal. He's a huge, huge fan of Superman. And I understand that. Like, you have a certain view of this character and you expect representations of him to reflect this character. Absolutely. But to me, like, I've read so many different Superman stories. Um, Everything from, you know, alternate universes, alternate timelines, history, whatever. And to me, Superman is... The, the like the pinnacle the ideal and yeah. nothing nowhere says that you can't have him be like i think the grounded story is is kind of like the reverse of what happened in, in man of steel that grounded uh two-part volume two volume uh story was yeah, absolutely yeah. fantastic it well, had Superman thing. be I mean, like, listen, I, I feel like I'm disconnected from these people. I'm just going to walk America. I'm just going to walk across America and deal with the stuff I see right then and there. Well, one of, one of the things that I brought up to you when, when we were having our conversation about Man of Steel and how, you know, Superman, you know, always saves people. He doesn't back off. He doesn't. Then we got into a conversation because I, you know, I recently read up uh, Infinite Crisis. And then right after that, I, I read the other two books of Superman that came out after that. And in those books, in one of them, he says, I think the power didn't originally return to me because I didn't want it to. So to say that, like, Superman is always going to do the right thing, I think is inaccurate. I think he is just like anybody else that he has to learn what the right thing is right he knows what right things are but i think just like anyone he's going to feel anger and he's going to feel a specific uh, a passion for certain things in a different way so you can't say oh because he is literally god that he's always going to make the right decision because right. i don't think that's accurate i don't think that's possible. he still has he human would... human frailties and human sensibilities yeah. and absolutely he can, he can falter and that's fine and that's the thing is that people see like the overall vision of Superman. Like overall, if you were to say the entirety of Superman's career since 1939, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Superman does the right thing. He will he will most likely try to do the yeah, right thing. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely. You can say that and be right 99.99% of the time. Exactly. But Not there are there are situations where he doesn't do the right thing. He does yep. the wrong thing for the right reason, so he'll right. he'll. Uh, I mean, for instance, with I, I, I didn't read the actual story. I don't know if he actually ever went up against the elite, but in the movie Superman versus the Elite, he did that incredible, incredible stage show. Yeah, where he like tossed these guys around and made them like basically made it look like he killed them. Yeah, just to prove a point to this dude. Just and then, and by the way, and then, and then, and I feel like no one brings this up and no one mentions this. Then he lobotomized the guy without permission and without any jurisdiction. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's a perfect example right there. So to, for anybody to say, oh, you know, Superman doesn't do stuff like, I think, shit, I think you just read specific stories of Superman and sure. you don't 
you don't recognize the other things that he's done. Yeah, you you may have you know, read the, 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 the stories where he does the right thing every time, but there are the right. stories in between all those stories where there's one issue or there's, you know, whatever. Whatever series of events cause him to make a mistake. I mean, let's, yeah. let's be serious. The fight with Doomsday probably killed a lot of people. Absolutely. They fought across, like, half the country. Yeah. Yeah, in the actual, in, in you, the comic, they've... They destroyed each other. Like, and it's, it's what I was going to say. People are like, oh, like he he killed so many people in Metropolis in the movie. Yeah, it's happened before right. when he fought a Kryptonian on Earth. It's hard to keep that. Like, you can't really keep that collateral damage. No, I, I completely agree, man. I think I think if you're if you're expecting the Superman that everybody knows right away. I feel like it, it would probably be corny. Yeah, it would be corny. It It'd would be, be corny. Would like literally... the the, per, the yeah. perfect dude who always does the right thing every time. It'd be corny, and I think people would not receive it well. And I think you can even look at Superman Returns as kind of an example of that. He came yeah. through. He was perfect. Like the stuff that they focused on with his abilities was like he saves a plane and right. he takes a bullet to the eye, and it's like nothing can harm him, and he's doing the right thing every time, and he sacrifices himself to throw a giant block of kryptonite off the world just to pass out, not die like he should have. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's, that's the thing. Like that, and you're absolutely right. It's it's. I think right there is a perfect example how. This makes this is a better storytelling because it, it and where's the fun in that, right? Like that doesn't fit in my opinion. And then everybody's like, oh, but it should be like Marvel. No, it shouldn't be no. like Marvel because if it was like Marvel, then where would be the difference? Where would be the uniqueness to it? When would like I'm watching then the same movie and that would be awful. Here's the thing. What's funny is that there, it's actually kind of the reverse. The reverse is happening now in the cinematic universes that was happening in the comics in the 90s, for me at least. Right. The way I saw, like, in the 90s, Marvel was, like, pulling triggers on just, like, universe-changing stuff, right? So you had Tony Stark turns out to be a bad guy from the beginning. Like, the beginning. Since the first right. time they face Kang, Tony Stark turns out to be a bad guy. What happens? He he sacrifices himself, and he's replaced by, like, an 18-year-old version from an alternate timeline. So now this 18-year-old Tony Stark or 17-year-old Tony Stark is, like, running a multinational company. He is hitting on his uh, his his best friend's girlfriend or wife. Uh, he, he hits on Pepper, and Pepper's married to Happy Hogan in the, at that time frame. And, and then they're like, you know what? You know what? All these things that we just did and like Joseph, which was the replacement of Magneto because like, oh, Magneto lost his, lost his memory and now he's part of the X-Men. And so then like, oh, that all that? Now, Onslaught. Onslaught devastates everyone, ki like, kills off the, 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 the main heroes. And now in the Marvel Universe proper, you just have the X-Men and just like sprinkles here and there. And then they're like, oh, well, now we're going to throw in these bad guys who are pretending to be good. So you just had all this crazy crazy stuff happening that like really hadn't been done on the scale they were doing it like in 90 right. in 97 which was the year when they did the alternate reality with heroes reborn and they did uh the thunderbolt showed up and all this stuff happened 97 was a rough rough year for everybody like the x-men were in pieces their mansion was taken apart they were living like out of like they had like mattresses on the floor with nothing wow. else in the room, you know what I'm saying? Like they had nothing. Right, I got you. 
And it's like the, the, the status quo changed so hard. Whereas on the DC side, everything was just like chugging along. Like the Justice League series was was going strong. The the Superman books were going strong. Uh, like just kind of like regular things. Like nothing crazy really happened in the nineties in the the like core DC books. Uh, you had good stories. Like the JLA series had good good stories. Like some some really great stories. Uh, but it was just kind of like, bad thing is happening. Let us all rally together and win. Yay. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like one of the greatest stories in the JLA series is called World War Three. It's one of my favorite volumes to read. And it's this huge thing where it's basically like the like before gods, this thing called Mageddon. It was the thing that killed the gods. Right. Uh, it's like this doom weapon, beyond doom weapons. It was coming to Earth. And like for the first like 30 issues or whatever, somebody shows up and they're like, Mageddon is coming. Oh, now I can't give you any more information. You know, it's like, by the way, this is like this thing's going to kill you all. Oh, I'm dead. Or like, ah, teleport into another dimension. So like, just like little bits of information and, and then it shows up and they're like fighting it. And Superman is like, Superman does the unthinkable. So he realizes that, well, if I can absorb light why can't i absorb anti-light right so then he absorbs this thing's core which is just darkness right and i'm like i'm sorry did you just will yourself to like do the exact reverse pot and that's what i'm saying like superman was perfect he, he like did he fought a, he fought an angel because the angel was wrong and superman fought him because that's what right. Superman does you know what I'm saying? That's like, you had these huge, enormous stories, but at the same time, like, at the end of that, it was like mankind came together to fight this thing while Superman figured out that he could beat him his own worst fears and, 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 and imp like, imperfections inside of himself and then to absorb the, the like, anti sun inside of this thing. Right. And then come out and be like, the apocalypse has been averted. And I was like, damn, like, that's badass, right? But <laughs> it wasn't. It, it wasn't story stuff. It, it wasn't like, I feel like it wasn't characterization. You know what I'm saying? It was just sure. like Superman did this awesome Superman thing. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like when Man of Steel ended and we were at that point where he's holding him and he's holding his head and he's got to kill that family. And I'm, and I'm sitting there and all I could think was, what is the Superman solution to this? Right. I'm like, how does Superman get out of this? And when he popped his neck, I was like, <gasps> But then I was like, it makes sense. Like, that's you, yeah. you had no other option. What option did you have at that time? And it you was one of those I'm things saying? where I'm like, I understand why this was necessary. Because yeah. any, like, any of the, like, fixes I was thinking in my head, like, freeze ray or whatever, freeze breath, and anything I was thinking of would have been super corny. Oh, my, huge. Any, any Dude, Superman used... solution would have just been dumb If they corny. did something like fucking freeze breath i would have i would have been hugely disappointed and hugely and it was one of those things like and you know like i resolved it in my head i'm like i know that superman in the past killed zod and zod's followers by uh uh with kryptonite he killed them with kryptonite i mean if you think it's any better that he sends them out into the fucking the phantom uh, zone, the phantom zone oh, yeah, let me uh, just put you guys away for the rest of eternity for the rest of eternity, literally, what you think is hell, um, yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you believe a, Smallville, yeah, then then you know you uh, you know, then yeah, he's doing a great job, right? You know, it, it, it's I, I think they 
and, and that's what I'm saying is now in Marvel, all the heroes in like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for the most part, I'm not, you know, I won't say that the, 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 the mixed feelings of Civil War didn't happen, you sure. know, but I feel like overall, the good guys win by doing some good guy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I that's kind of like, and that's what I'm saying. It's the flip side of what happened in the 90s in the comics. Like, at Marvel, it was like dumb, crazy shit. Like, just let's just try stuff out and like go into characterization. And, and Rogue, for like a three month period or a five month period, is going to try to cure her illness or, you know, her powers rather, so she can touch people again because she feels awful for, for stranding Gambit in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, like, there's just, the, like, really, really character-driven stories, whereas on the DC side, it was just, like, superhero stuff. And now it's, like, in the, in the movies, it's the opposite. In, in the DC movies, it's, like, characters and, like, deep exploration of character motivations and stuff. Whereas on the, Mar on the Marvel side, it's, like, superhero stuff. <laughs> like, like, we win. <laughs> yeah. And it's not, it's, mean, not, I... it's not bad. I'm not saying the Marvel stuff is bad. I just think it's no. a different approach. You know, like, and if they were to, you know, for some reason, let's say, go in and say, oh, we're going to do the super dark thing, uh, I don't think it would work. Uh, I'm really interested to see how they plug in what I feel as a dark character, Ghost right. Rider, into the the Agents show. Agents, to me, it is a character-driven show, I will say. But at some point, it's kind of like a good guy versus bad guy show. Like, you have a bad guy, and then you have the good guys. And that's that's kind of the show. So to bring in this dude who is all about, like, punishing, like, legit punishing evildoers, you know, on a flaming motorcycle with a skull and the flaming skull for a head, I just... I feel like he's going to be a really expensive character, and I feel like he's going to show up twice in the whole season, and then we're just going to have either Danny Catch or or Johnny Blaze just chilling and hanging out and shooting uh, shooting the maybe the, the, the shotgun with the Hellfire bullets. Right. Yeah, I feel like we're going to get, like, two... If we get four, like, straight-up, like, scenes or episodes with Ghost Rider proper, I'll be surprised. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll I agree. be genuinely surprised if we get four solid episodes with Ghost Rider, because I feel like it's way too expensive, too, way too expensive for character. Um, you look at um, uh, what's his face, Firestorm. Even Firestorm on a show where they already have him built, like the CG is already developed in multiple like angles and, and actions and everything. You know, you could replay some half the shit you could replay and just like play the one from the third episode in episode 17 and just like play it from a different angle. Cool. You know, we didn't have to do anything. Whereas, yeah. like, this is a brand, like, and even then they use him sporadically. Like, they use the characters more than anything. Whereas, this is a, no, like, this is a character that we haven't even seen before. So, like, they have to build him, they have to build that CG and then execute it properly. And then do it more than once. And I just think we're going to get a lot of Danny Ketch or or Johnny Blaze and just just a lot of it. I, just think, we're I, gonna... think, I think you're 100% correct because, I mean, when they announced, when they said, hey, we're doing, we're doing uh, Ghost, Ghost Rider on... Um... I've never, let me tell you this. I have on never Agents, been... Jesus, I almost, yeah. I, I lost train of thought. Uh, I'm like... What do you mean you're doing Ghost Rider on right? Agents? I have like, never been what? less excited for Agents of Shield than I than I am now. 
Because, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like, I've never been less excited. It's, it's... Why in the world would you do... Why in the world would you do that on agents when you can already tell that they have issues doing... Um, a lot of CG and stuff like that. A lot of CG and stuff like that. So, like, why and would you... This is, and this is, like, this is on ABC. Primetime. Right. This and guy shows people. This guy shows people the worst, all the evil things they've done say. into their brain. That's literally <laughs> what I was just gonna say. I'm like, this this man shows you some dark stuff. It's like, oh, the pain on, of on every that. person you have ever hurt into your mind at the same time. Uh, have a good I think, day. I think uh, it definitely should have been a Netflix show. I don't know. I don't know their thought process. I can't. Even assume I think their if, if they had done the season, you know, like the as soon as let's say defenders, or maybe like once Cage was done, right? As soon as like you know you had two left, you had Iron Fist and Defenders left, mm-hmm. and if they were like, hey, round three, guess what, guys, Ghost Rider. Guess what, guys? Daredevil season three, Jessica Jones season two, and I was like, I would have been in forever. Yeah, dude, you could have raised the price of Netflix to twenty dollars a month. I would have been in. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't. Now, you're getting a little ridiculous. Um, I'm just saying it's gonna happen eventually. I'm just saying I, I would have accepted it because uh, I would have wanted to see it. I hope, I hope you're wrong. I hope it doesn't happen eventually because that's. I mean, insane. like, eventually it will, like within. 10 years in 10 because what right now it's 10 bucks i i know for streaming only no no man no way 20 dollars that's absurd i mean they might but, but like it might depend on whether they might have more content different content and they might have other options i don't know I, i'm just saying the possibility is there and i am here on the internet saying that if if the right content and the right media is available to me on demand at any time yeah 20 20 is acceptable to me i mean if you if you if you you gank that license for runaways off of hulu yeah then i don't have to pay for hulu right 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 you're saying like that's the that's the thing that bothers me is that now i have to pay for hulu because i gotta watch runaways i that's one of my favorite actually we should see i wish we had i wish dan was still here that's one of dan that's probably dan's favorite comic series besides punisher runaways uh it's the long the the short pitch is a bunch of kids uh at like a sleepover basically realize that their parents who were all there uh are part of this cabal Mm-hmm. Of evil, of like villains. They're all villains. They're they're like planning to take over and destroy the world or whatever. Like they figure that out and they're like, "Fuck these guys. We are definitely gonna go and run this shit on our own and uh, stop them." So and they're just like these kids who are the kids of villains, and they either have powers or they're smart or whatever. And like the one, the one chick has a a dinosaur. She steals a dinosaur. Uh, the one chick is an alien. Uh, alien mutant actually uh it's just like it's cool it's i i like i like the series they, they've won't they, they're like mainstays of the marvel universe that don't always play into everything but they always show you like the impact on them 
So right. like when uh, when Secret Invasion happened, they showed they had a, a Runaways book with it was Runaways and uh, what's the other one? Young Avengers. It was the kind of a combo book between the two of them and like how this, the invasion affected them and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Civil War. Same thing with um, the Initiative and all that stuff. So I just thought it was a, a cool thing that they got that. I think it's a good story. You're gonna have me. It, it's e- I don't want to say that it's easy to cast, but you just get a bunch of like attractive young kids to play. You know, some fifteen, sixteen, oh, seventeen. Oh, uh, you mean CW? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I feel like this is a CW show just on Hulu about Marvel characters. <laughs> <laughs> This was this was a CW comic before uh, CW existed, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That's that's one of the the easiest channels to peg. I, I was at my mom's house once, and I turned around, and on the TV, I don't know what's playing. I, on the TV, I just see like 15, like 19 to 27 year olds, and they're all attractive, like all of them. And I'm like, must yeah. be the CW. And then it goes into commercial. The 100 will be right back. And I was like, no, the CW. <laughs> I mean, the 100, I, I love that show. It's a good show. I am a season it's behind. Too bad. I am a season behind. What's too bad? It got, oh, I'm sorry. The 100. Uh, I, I was thinking something else. I was thinking tomorrow, people. I was like, the 100 didn't get canceled. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no the I, one uh, chick left because she got I a new got... job. <laughs> Yeah, and that 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 goes uh, that goes back to what this whole thing started about. Yes, was people complaining, and they're like, "Oh, people complaining! Oh, they killed off because uh, it was because of." Um, she got another job, and she was only yeah, going to be able to do was, like two more was, episodes. But she, her character was uh, what was it? She was lesbian or something. She was lesbian on the show, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, this is you know." Uh, yeah, the whole uh, thing about L, you know against LGBT and whatever. Yeah, and, and I'm like, she got a. She got another job, and she told them, guys, I can only do, like, three more episodes, and then I, I got to go. I, I'm going to go film right. for, for AMC for Fear of the Walking Dead and get paid just fat buckets of money. I'm <laughs> saying, and I'm like, how can you even be mad at that? She got another job. <laughs> it, it bugs me when they say shit, when people, when people say shit like that. It's like, oh, they're being like this, this group or this type of character or whatever is being targeted, and, like, no, like understand the situation. Right. They were like, "Here's what's gonna happen. She's going to leave regardless." Yeah. So either, so either we make we... her character just like not important anymore, which would be very difficult since she's like the main character's girlfriend. I'm saying. Or we kill her to drive forward the other aspects of the story, aspects that people were already saying were kind of thin and have now been empowered by this situation. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do that and make the story better and make the show better than not ju- than just losing a character for no reason. There and there goes and that goes back into the whole like the personal aspect of you know what what people see and stuff like that, like how 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 deep they get connected to it and stuff yeah. like that. Because ultimately, like you got to realize, like there there it's not always a, a witch hunt. Like it, I, I know that what. Like it's not 1955. They didn't find out right. she was gay, and then they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! You whoa, gotta go. Can't have that. No, you it gotta wasn't go. Nothing like that. They just. Like, no, it's 2016. She got offered fat loads of money from yeah. AMC, and uh, CW was like, "Nah, we, we don't want to pay you that much." Yeah. <laughs> or, or she was like, "Listen, guys, like it's gonna or pay the same." Yeah, she's like, "It's gonna pay the same, but it's it's cable." 
uh, it's the fear of the walking dead. Like 10 million more people are going to watch me. It's going to open up more doors for me. I got to go. And the CW was like, Like, cool. We got it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what do you, how do you complain about that? You know, how do you like, where, how do you argue against that? You know, person's trying to better themselves. It's just one of those things. Like, here's the thing we are to kind of, to go back to the original subject of, you know, character people complaining about video games we have a video game right uh you know g shift it's on steam we have mostly negative reviews yeah that is what it is we are currently not in a position to address the issues that are being discussed so they are you know the people's complaints are uh certain control mechanics the people are complaining about Did you lose train of thought? No, there's movement above me. <laughs> oh. Um, but no, people were you know complaining about certain control mechanics, about the jump speed, and just like certain certain little things that I feel like could be addressed very easily. I am currently in the process of learning Unity and, and learning uh, how to code within Unity and how to edit. Right. You know, my goal is to then be able to go in and edit the game code, or I mean. Fuck it. If if need be, follow it. Just go into a new game. Follow it up. Absolutely. Follow it up. Fix the things that were wrong with it before. Um. You know we're we're gonna drop the price. We're I think I still think it's a fun game. I think it's an enjoyable game. But it's one of those things like most of the people who have taken the time to review it. Now mind you, we've had. I can't even tell you. We've several thousand activations. Um, right. Then we've got like 15 reviews so like right uh i think there's a few hundred players like people who have actually played it uh as far as far as the the stats go um you know out of few let's say out of 300 people that have played it 14 or 15 or whatever people have taken the time to review it are the other 300 and 385 people cool with it you know what i'm saying like yeah. They're just like, it's a good game. It's not a bad game. It's not an awful game. It's not a great game. I'm not going to review it. It's kind of, um, I feel like it's one of those situations like with certain apps. Like, you know how apps will on your phone will be like, oh, will you take the time to rate this app? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm kind of with uh, Mike Falzone on this. He's like, Instagram doesn't, Instagram doesn't need me. They don't need my review. Right. You know what I'm saying? Instagram is doing its job. And when Instagram right. doesn't do its job... I'm going to have things to say about it. Right. Same thing with Facebook. Facebook is doing its job. When it doesn't, I send them feedback. Right. That's how it is. And to me, I feel like that would be better than, you know, I feel like, you know, to me, I still look at it as a positive. Yeah, we have mostly negative reviews, but that's the people who have taken the time to review it. You, I, you know, we have 375 or 385 other players who seem to like it yeah. just fine. No, no, absolutely. You know, it's not great. It's not awful. It's just fine. Uh, yeah. And it's funny when it first came out. That's kind of like the reviews we were getting. The reviews when when when, when uh, you know like this could Robinson, be better, but not bad. It, yeah, it was kind of like the game is good. It's not great. It's not horrible. And I, I I was mad. I was like, either hate it or love it. Don't give me this. Eh. Eh. <laughs> like, yeah, you you weren't liking that, but I was perfectly fine. And I'm that. like, I was really really mad about it because I'm like. How many eh games do you buy? 
Right. You know, how many games that are good? <laughs> like, not great, but good. <laughs> I mean... I just... You just... You don't. You know, unless there's something unique about it. Um, and that's kind of where I was then. But now I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But, like, a bunch of people have bought it through bundles. A bunch of people play it. And I feel like if we were to go in and say, hey, G-Shift 2, here's a demo. Check it out. We fixed all the stuff you guys are complaining about. <laughs> right. I mean, it's... it's I mean... That's the thing. It's all about what's your opportunity to fix it. You know, uh, yeah. unfortunately, we don't have the the means to fix the issues that are. Being yeah, the coder, the coder that originally it's, worked on the game is in college currently. He is he is like eyeballs deep in code. So to be yeah. like, hey, bro, can you uh, can you edit some of this code for me? Right, maybe kind of an asshole thing to do at this point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and. And even if he said yes, you know, if he needed the money, we might not be able to afford that at the current moment. Right. You know? So he's he's it's, way it's he's way more expensive now than he used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, for sure. He was yeah, 16 you know, when he wrote this code, and he learned exactly. code as he went. So right. it's one of those things. Like it, it, it's, and he even said, "I was like, dude, how can we port this? Can we export to me, to mobile?" And he's like, "And this was what 2011." Right. And he's like, "Yeah, I could, but no phone would be able to run it." He's like, "The code is a mess." He's like, you got to understand, like, the stuff that I knew at the end of the game, I didn't know at the beginning. So, like, all the shit, like, everything that makes the code clean towards the end, it makes it ugly at the beginning because I didn't know any of it. And I was like, that's fair. But now I'm like, everything's quad core, eight core, or or 16 core, whatever the hell phones are now. It's like, I feel like now if we were to export it to mobile, it would work. (laughs) I mean, it absolutely would work. But that's the thing. But then it's all about, you know, either us learning code or getting somebody that has code, which neither one's easy to learn code is not easy and to get somebody that knows it's time code consuming. that's the thing for me yeah. it's it, code is uh code is something that i i take to it, it's it comes pretty easily to me but when i have the time like when i sat down with the with the, with that class that I'm, that I'm taking for it and i sat down with it for a night i, I made the first game right because it was just like oh cool this makes perfect sense boom boom and i'm gonna expand on it i'm gonna add stuff to it Boom, like, I'm already working it. But, like, I'm going to need, set like, several more just days of that. Right. And having everything else on my plate, too, it's difficult to get that going. That's why I was trying to do this thing with the, the 100 days. It hasn't been the greatest. Uh, it hasn't worked the greatest. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to get that done. I'm uh, <laughs> the current. So here's the thing. The current vlog which is like three two weeks behind uh the current vlog is going to be from last week like the next one that's going to go up it's from last week um the following one after that is going to be hella long uh because it's going to be like the entire two weeks between the last time i recorded and the time i finished the recording because i still haven't done the work that i said i was going to do at the end of the last one Right. Uh, so, and I, but I've also come up with other stuff because Mike, uh, Mike finished his run. Uh, the my, my friend Mike who, who did the the hundred. That's like how I, when I was watching his kind of how I got into it. Sure. Um, he finished his run, and was basically just kind of focusing on getting his his comic done and getting it published uh, through the one site. Uh, and then he said, "I'm going to go back in." And I'm going to work on this again. I'm going to work on it under, you know, a timetable. And uh, I don't know if I inspired him or what, but he's also using the 100 days to 
incorporate some of the other stuff he's got going on. So right. uh, he's adding his workouts in. He's adding his um, his business stuff in, trying to figure out how to like sell his artwork and stuff like that. So I think he's, you know, I, I hope I inspired him in that way, and that you know, adding those other segments, uh, and, and I hope it helps him and gets that stuff done for him. But it's one of those things like he's he's now on like day four of his second run. Uh, the other guy, Gaz, that's on the 100 is on day like 40 something of the second run. And I'm like, Fuck, I feel like Gaz wasn't done when I, when I recorded the last blog that was daily. I'm like, uh, has it been that long since I recorded? Uh... Yes. Yes, it has. So yeah, I, I just I just gotta get that done. It's I you know what it was, and I, I I went over this in the vlog. I I felt like now that like the creative portion was done, there just wasn't much to talk about. It was like okay, so like you know I had a few back and forths with the artist. I looked I looked at some colorists online. Like I just didn't have much to say. But then you know Mike was talking about this is, this is where I was going with the Mike thing. Mike was talking about in his he's like you know he's doing the business stuff. He's talking about how to do the prints, how to set up the graphics for his videos and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, like there, there are other aspects of the Wolfpack that still need to get done. I'm right. making the Facebook page. I am, uh, I'm the part. I mean, like, it's gonna be on the, um, on the Catalyst site. So I gotta make the Catalyst site. I mean, there's really no way around that one. <laughs> like, right. I need that site to be there. Um, so it, it, you know, it's it's like, those are all things that I can work on, and it's it kind of got me back in that mentality of like. I still have creative things to work on within this project. Yeah. And I wish, I wish I could draw. Um, I wish we had an artist that was already on board. Right. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, I saw an artist today at the, the con that I went to. I don't know if I, if you saw on the calendar, I went to uh, a Lake County con. Um, it's going to be a separate video. I, I filmed really oh, cool did stuff. You go? Yeah. 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 Cause we, we were up there for Fort to base for Erica. Uh, she ran uh, three. Is that the thing you invited me to? Maybe. I mean, you sent me an invite like during the week, and I couldn't go because it was on a Sunday. It was in Rockford or Juliet, should I say? Juliet. It was the Rockford Comic Con. So. Oh, Love's like, Park. Yeah, yeah. Love's Park. My bad. Oh, so oh. so uh, Insane Comics was there, right? And Insane Comics from Ro or is from Rockford, and. I was like, hey, are you guys going to the Rockford to the Rockford con? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh shit, like you didn't know. So I pointed to him. I'm like, it's I'm like, it's not in Rockford, it's in Love's Park. He's like, he's like, I live in Love's Park. And I show him the Facebook page. He's like, that's four hundred feet from my house. I'm like, how did you not know about it? <laughs> I mean, so dude, you dude, it's 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 not I don't know. It's not that it, people I've seen people not notice a lot of things that's happening around them. That's why, you know, I, I have a lot of people that approach me for like, oh, how do you, you know, how do you know about car events? I look, I look like it's, it's not just easy to find it. You, you, I mean, you have to take a moment to just, you know, look what's available yeah. and, and find it. Like I research, I know Facebook is huge. People like to post things on Facebook. So let's see if there's any events going on and I find it and there it is. Right. Right. Exactly. But it's one of those things I hadn't thought about, like, just flat out looking, so I just hadn't. And it was one of those things where, like, I knew there was a Rockford Con, and that was earlier this year. So oh, I, yeah, I had no I, I would have never guessed that Rockford had something like that. Dude, if Gray's Lake's got a con. Let me, let me tell you, the, the building we were in was built within the last year or two. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, like, uh, well, like, at, at least two, because they had it there last year, too, apparently. And, like, right. that's the thing. This con happened last year, and I didn't know about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, no. Yeah, I so, like, I never heard about it. No one ever said anything about it. Uh, Jason, the guy from the comic shop, uh, Jason asked me on Facebook. He's like, hey, how was the show? I'm like, good. And, like, it's from, from the people I talked to, like, I talked to Insane. I talked to uh, our buddies at One Round were there. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, they uh, they... Everybody said that they were making money, so I, I was like, "Hey, people are making money, so maybe next year you go." Good, because they had they had a few vendors, but like it, it really felt more of like a varied thing. It wasn't just like the Milwaukee Comic Con, uh, the Mighty Con. It, it's way more toys, way more toys. Right. Um, uh, I talked to Jeff Balk, the 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 guy who does the coloring. Um. He's always at the the DuPage and the Milwaukee cons and all that stuff. Um, he's usually got that like big end booth. Mm-hmm. Um, he is not really doing books anymore. He's really he's just going to be doing like he's not going to be doing prints much. He's got an animation studio, and he's working with uh, a former Disney animator who used to work on who worked on like Aladdin, who worked on uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, so they're like, they're getting things started in that aspect. And I was like, that's dope. Uh, I talked to one more round They're They're finishing their pitch for, uh, getting their book picked up, um, for, you know, a studio so they, they could write and get the art done. And basically somebody could pay for the art, uh, so that it can get done. Uh, right. And I told them like, Hey, if, if, if you don't get any bites on that, like, let's go to Kickstarter. Like, let's what well, we can make you a video, we'll get it done. We, we'll, we'll get it done. Cause I feel like I really want their trade. And they said their story is 12 issues. And I was like, don't make anything less than a 12 issue trade. <laughs> right. He's like, this is like the, the issue. The, the, the story is 12 issues. And I was like, he's like, I don't know if we're going to do like four or if we're going to do six. And I was like, well, how, you know, how long is the storyline? He's like 12. I'm like, do 12. Right. I'm like, I'll wait for 12. <laughs> like, yeah, no, absolutely, dude. Twelve. I mean, we've seen. We, we're not going to talk about it. No, but I, t- I told them all about that. I told them uh, all about uh, what is it? Tre- Treadwater. 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 Listen, I, I have let's, much. Let's, I let's have pull much that up. Let's, they... let's pull that up and see if they're even a thing anymore. <laughs> I mean, they are because they still are posting, but. I just I, I don't understand how you're gonna come through with such a huge huge push right it's like well not only oh here's a video a game push. here's you're all this talking, and you're talking about a, an actor right uh, somebody that's 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 been known now right and you have this guy and you're telling me in the first first trade he's not even in it. Like, how are you? That's convinced? what I'm saying. That's what I'm gonna... saying. Their big pitch was like, oh, this character, he's got this great weapon and his arm with the suitcase. And I was like, awesome. And then you get to the last page and, you, I'm, and I was like, I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Nothing. I was so mad, dude. Yeah, even I told you I, when I read it, I was like, dude, he's not even in there. And you're like. They're, whatever is wrong with their uh, their Facebook page is still wrong. I don't know, man. Facebook. Their last post on Facebook was January twenty first. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they're not around anymore. I mean, like they might be working on stuff, but uh, or they might know. not be around anymore. Uh, oh no, it says August eleventh. Okay, well that's weird. Oh, it's I was not, gonna say it's not in order apparently. 
there a way to like show most recent, not stupidly old stuff? August 10th. I just see like some artwork, and that's cool. Yeah, but no, it, it, it's it's basically that that's the example that I have. Like, if you're if you're gonna do something, if you're gonna try to push something, push it the right way. Don't play don't play this like game. Oh well, we wanted to go far. We want this to be a continuous thing. That's great, but you don't play. You like if you're pushing something. Hey, we got this guy. He's well known. He's we made a character about him. He's in the comic, and then he's not in the comic. Right. That's what I'm saying. You did something wrong. You had my attention, and then you just completely, it, it completely gone. What photo did we post? Did you post the photo? Of course I did. I always post stuff. Oh no! This was. We just got a like on. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Uh, we just got a like on the seven eighty T photo that you took when you first got it. Oh snap! Wow. Yeah, I was like, why? Like, who? What, like, what photo did we just post? No, like, that's cool. See, like, and that's the kind of stuff I like to see. Is like, I, you know what? Like, yeah, we don't have a ton of subscribers or whatever, but like, we have people watching it, and we have people looking at our posts, and we have people that like our stuff months years after we've done them i like it it's cool people are finding the information that, that's kind of the thing to me is like i feel uh oh, did you did you see this the um this computer uh, page on facebook shared uh that video i did with uh yeah with, yeah, yeah, yeah i thought yeah. it was awesome i, I was like this I, is dope i thought that was great that's i mean listen it's the reason we're doing these videos is to get the word out people just need to understand what's going on yeah, that's the thing. That's why I like the, the one Wednesdays, man. I really like those videos, just because I feel like it's quick information that like people can absorb. Like you can, oh, this is what it does. This is what it is. Cool. Like you don't need anything more than that. Right. Exactly. Well, it's ten o'clock. I feel like this has been like a three-hour. It is, man. We got to call it here. I think we've been on plenty of tangents. Uh, I think going back to our original conversation, it uh, it all needs to be taken in consideration. I think that's how it works. I, I don't think, think I think you got to let let people make their art, and then yes, after the fact, you can make observations. You can make. I just don't like the idea of the outrage. Like, no, no, the outrage. Make, is make your feedback. Make your feedback, but make it constructive. Hey. Yeah. This is what I didn't like about this. This is why. This is maybe how you could improve it in the future. Thank you for your movie. Have a great day. Thank you for your video game. Have a Absolutely. great day. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's why I, I like the, I like, because I've seen that people, you know, like on Gisha, for instance, people have been like, hey, I like this. I like this. I didn't like this. this you know, it'd be cool if it was this. I like right. that versus the guy who was like, this is literally what I could do when you press the space bar to jump. Make a sandwich and just like makes an absurd list of things, you know. Things he could supposedly do while the, while the jump happens, which clearly is impossible. Right. I'm like, well, sir, I think you need to share your secret with people. <laughs> I mean, if you're the Flash, right? Uh, Listen, Barry, <laughs> you need to you need to tell people. You need to tell people because we need to start, uh, you know, realizing our potentials. And uh, I think we're gonna leave it leave it on that for realizing our <laughs> potentials. <laughs> for, real, for realizing our potentials. Realizing our potentials. 
Uh, so appreciate you guys for watching and or listening. Listening, yeah, man, this is a long. I don't think anybody's gonna watch this video, but I right? hope they wa listen to the podcast. I hope so. I hope uh, I hope they get some information, have some thoughts. Uh, make sure you guys check out youtubecom slash T3G Tech. Uh, if you want to check out some uh, some random game streams once in a while, uh, YouTube or Twitch.tv slash T3G Gaming. Correct. Facebook slash Facebook slash T3G Media. Yeah, it's T3G Media. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, T3G Media. Twitter, is T3G Media. Yeah. Uh, check us out. Give us a shout out. If you listen to the podcast, we really appreciate you. This is our third one, and uh, we're working on it. We're working we're, on it little by little. We're just coming, coming up with some stuff. Yeah, yeah. We we think this is going to be a good way of doing them. You know, this is this is the this is our norm. This is what we do. We right. converse for so long, and everybody's like just. Just make it into a podcast. Make it into a video. So we're giving it a try. Hope you guys liked it. Thank you for watching, listening, and we'll see you and you'll hear us in talk the next to you guys next time. Yeah.